0: It's the other side of midnight with Frank Murano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. It's interesting, 18 months ago, I became a father for the first time, at least the first time that I'm aware of. And a couple of people wrote to me while my wife and I were expecting. They said, oh, I know you're going to be the best dad in the world. I know you're going to be a great dad. And my response to these people was always, well, I don't really want to be a great dad. I don't really want to be the best dad of all time. I just want to be a good dad because... The great dads are always, they're just a little much. They're always going on and on about their kids. They're always busy. They can't do anything because they're taking care of their kids and going to this and going to that. And they're annoying, quite frankly. And I have been annoyed by parents like this for my entire life. Now, I'm sure with uh, all the going on and on that I do about my home life, some people find my home life. Pretty annoying. I guess that goes with the territory. But I read this delightful little book, which is the appropriate level of snark humor. Wisdom and Brevity. It was actually a book so short that even with my nocturnal hours and chasing after an 18 month old during the day, I was actually able to finish, and it did not take very long at all. It's an absolutely wonderful book. It's very funny. It's called Shut Up Your Kid Is Not That Great. It's written by Jason Cole who's a PhD, he's been a sports journalist and he is the author of this opus, very short opus. Shut up, your kid is not that great. Jason, thanks so much for joining me on the radio.
1: Uh, great to be here. Although, I do have to say, I'm not a PhD. Although, you can probably say I'm a PhD in sports because I did that for I've done that for 40 years. I don't know how that got in there, but that's
0: I've okay. got, I think, like four pitches from from people pitching you as a guest, all of which say Ph.D. Are you sure you want to claim the title? I, well,
1: I mean, I can claim it, but I, I don't want somebody who knows better to come back at me. Um, so that would, be, that would be bad. But, I, I mean, I am a Ph.D. in watching parents because between touching Little League for eight years before I ever had kids and then raising two kids myself and then being around all sorts of – sports parents covering the NFL for 30 years and sports in general for 40 years. Um, yeah, I got plenty, I got, I got plenty of knowledge in this area about, uh, crappy parents who all right. drive you insane
0: Let, let's talk about this book uh, shut up your kid is not that great first of all it's uh, terrific it really is chock full of practical advice but it's also uh, incredibly funny what is the target audience for this book is the target audience the kind of parents that annoy everyone else or is the target audience the kind of people that are annoyed by those parents
1: I think the target audience is anybody who's raising a kid. Because when I, when I talked to Tom Brady Sr., and he helped me with the forward for this, and I, he helped me with the forward, I wrote the book, put it together, I sent him a copy. He goes, "Every parent should read this book." And that guy raised, you know, not only a great quarterback, but four older um, daughters who were all spectacular athletes, and did it with just a panache of not overselling his own kids, right? And so to me, it's anybody who's a parent, whether you're annoying or whether you see somebody who is annoying, you just want to have an understanding of, and and the point of this to me was, don't live your your life through your kids. Support your kids. Have them be passionate about something. Find something that they really enjoy, but it's their life, not yours, first of all. Let them have fun with it and stop trying to tout them. And don't make the exercise of whether you're playing sports or whether you're singing in the choir or whether you want to be on stage, on Broadway, whatever it happens to be, it's not you doing that. And don't don't get them in activities only so that that's the purpose. Like, I run into so many parents who are like, oh, we're going to get our kid on this travel ball team because he's so great and this and this and this, and he's going to hitting you know 400 on his peewee you know, baseball team. You know, it's his t-ball team or whatever it happens to be. And we, we him he's going to get a college scholarship. How about he (laughs) just likes to play (laughs) right? or he, she likes to play like that. That's enough. Can we just start with that? And if they really like to do it, you know what? They're going to keep doing it for the rest of their lives. And maybe just maybe if they're talented enough along with it, they'll play. I, I, you know, I, I remember writing about Jack Elway when I was doing the biography of John Elway, I did a lot of research about his dad, Jack, and Jack's favorite quote, or my, the favorite quote I ever heard from Jack Elway was when his son was coming out for the draft 1983, he said, I just want him to enjoy the playing ball because it's not about dollars and cents. It's about the joy that, uh, and the passion of playing.
0: The, what was there a straw that broke the camel's back for you where you said, <laughs> I really need to write this book? I've seen one too many over, uh, over-anxious Little League parents uh, trying to declare their preschooler eligible for the Major League Baseball draft. What was the, uh, the, what was the moment that you realized this was a book that needed to be written? Why'd you write this?
1: Well, I was talking with my agent, guy Jared Weisfeld, who uh, runs Objective Entertainment there in the New York area, and he was telling me because he, he's you know his kids are probably 20 years younger than mine at this point, point. and he was talking about um, coaching, you know, uh, community the community center basketball team, right? And his kids are not particularly good, and but but. They are enjoying it having a good time at it, right? And he was talking about the overzealous parents who were complaining about the time slots for the playoff games, right? And we were just, like, we were going back and forth with stories, and I was remembering things from when I coached Little League and all these other, you know, and when I listened to parents and all of the stories I'd ever heard about parents who interfered. And between the two of us, we just, I don't know who said it first, um, but it was like, you know, I... I just wish parents would shut the hell up, right? Mm. So shut up. Your kid's not that great, you know. Like, let's not worry about all these things when they're playing in an eight-year-old or ten, you know ten-year-old basketball league, right? Like, don't do that. Don't don't get all caught up. Get caught up in whether they're again. Are they having a good time? Did you are you having a good pizza party to end the end the season, right? Like, that's actually important. I remember coaching little league. And we would, you know, a couple of times a year, let's go, all, the, everybody go out for pizza and have the kids like end up throwing pizza at each other or whatever it happened to be, right? Because that was their way of bonding and it's their great memories. Um I remember running to kids that I coached and they talked about the little things about playing games that they enjoyed so much. And those are the things you, you that turn turn kids on to play and, and playing and make them want to keep playing and and make them want to do this. Not, you know, did you get them the right instructor, mm. you know, and did you get them on the right travel ball team? Like, they just, I'm sorry, they're not into that, into it that way.
0: Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. See. The um, You have a bunch of great little axioms in this book. Uh, shut up, your kid's not going to be the next reality star. Uh, shut up, your mm-hmm. kid's not going to be the next supermodel. Shut up, your kid's not the next Kanye West. Y- you have one uh, little, I don't know if you could call it a chapter, or it's a page, really, where you say, shut up, you're not King Richard. Isn't there always this tendency behind either great athletes, great scholars, even some great musicians that you do have to have a little bit of that Serena and Venus Williams father in you or uh, Tiger Woods father or Amy Chua, the Tiger mom where you are uh, pushing your kids to be, you know, the best they possibly can be and to work as hard as they possibly can? Isn't that a common theme with whether it's athletes or people in other uh, difficult fields that have achieved some level of greatness, the so-called momagers or dadagers?
1: No, I think it's mostly the opposite. Now, I think that King Richard, you know, Richard Williams, in his own way, um, made his kids passionate about playing tennis. Uh, and But I don't think that he necessarily pushed them individually in a harmful way to be great. I guess that's my my point. He pushed back on society and made sure that they had opportunities, opportunity. So it's a little bit different. Um, you know, look, Earl Woods, as great as Tiger is, and you could argue that Tiger um, is the greatest golfer of all time, all right, and certainly as a fellow Stanford grad. I, you know, I love Tiger Woods. But there's a point where Tiger's own self-destructive behavior is kind of a, I mean, I'm not a psychologist. Okay, I don't have a Ph.D. in high psychologist, but you tend to wonder if his own mania turned him, you know, hurt him in the long run, right, and caused him to do some very strange things, like you know, the sort of um, what was he doing? Special ops training at one point in his mm-hmm, life, mm-hmm. and you know, destroyed his back, right? Like so, yes, did Earl push him to be a great golfer? Sure, and did he make it? But was Tiger satisfied and happy with what he was that he pushed himself in the, in the right way? I don't know. I, I think it's a fascinating discussion about how Earl did that. But again, most of the parents that I've run into, you know, whether it's Andrew Luck's dad, um, who Oliver Luck, who was a quarterback himself, right, who he never pushed his kid to be great. If he wanted to do football, great. I remember talking to Oliver about it one time. He said, look, I never showed up for football practice. because I went and watched the games, and I shut my mouth. And I, you know, I didn't tell the coaches how to handle them. If they asked me a question, sure, I was going to answer it. But I wasn't going to tell them how to manage my kid. I wasn't going to tell them how to run an offense. That was between him and them. I was going to stay out of it. And I've run into a lot of, of parents who are like Dan Henson, okay, who had – he was the father of Drew Henson, a guy who was supposed to be the next John Elway, even wore seven in college. And he was drafted in two different sports, including by the New York Yankees, right? George Steinbrenner famously drafted Drew Henson, in the third round paid him a lot of money to quit, to quit football at Michigan, right? And when Drew Henson, because basically life had been set up for Drew Henson all along the way by his dad, who you know basically arranged everything and even made sure that he didn't have stiff competition— along the way in college or tried to try to eliminate that stiff competition as much as possible. When the kid ended up getting booed during minor league baseball games in Columbus, Ohio, which is where the Yankees played their triple a games at the time. He couldn't handle it. He wasn't ready for when it got really tough because the parent had gotten in the way and made it too easy along the way for him. He had paved the road too smoothly for him and sometimes you just have to let your kids go and do it themselves and they got to fall on their face and you help pick them up but you got to let them fall on their face somewhere along the way and know that the, whether they want to get up and handle it
0: the uh, If people just think we're talking with Jason Cole, his new book is uh, Shut Up, Your Kid is Not That Great. It's available on Amazon and in most places where books are sold. The Forward is uh, written or the introduction is written by Tom Brady Sr. It's a very funny book, but it also raises some very important points about uh, about parenting these days. Do you think this tendency towards... Over-aggressive parents, between parents who push their kids too far, parents who do think that because uh, their child is getting straight A's that they're the next Stephen Hawking. Is this a new, modern phenomenon or have these parents always been out there?
1: Well, they've always been out there. I mean, look, they were out there when I was a kid. They were out there before I was a kid. Right? Like, it's just it's, it's human. It's hubris right that gets in the way sometimes and also again you're you're as a parent you're looking at this and and, you know personally I ran into it sometimes with myself and like am I the one who's up there on stage trying to explain what my kid is trying to explain or am I the one who's out there know, both my kids were in rowing am I the one out there in the boat well no I had to caution myself no I'm not I'm not that person so i have to let my kids go do it themselves and if they come to me and ask me for advice that's again that's fine ask me for advice if you know something doesn't work ask me how 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 to help you know how to help okay so look those parents have always been there i think it has become accentuated however especially in sports which is where my you know my expertise in all of this is because of the money involved and because of you know the the college scholarships that are involved, all, everything that's a payoff that that you can get out of this. And so that you know, again, I've I've seen parents who are driving their kids all over the planet for travel ball games, and they're saying, "Oh, you know, we we really expect this is going to pay off in a college scholarship." Well, again, is you know, are the kids doing it for money? Are you is that why you're? you're pushing them are they are you doing it for money for a college education for the for 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 some exchange program or are you doing it because they have they have to love it because there's too much pain and there's too much embarrassment that goes along the way in any of these activities whether again whether it's sports or whether it's entertainment if you're up on stage and you flop that's too painful an experience to go through to make it about some financial gain you have to make it about you're up there and you're willing to, you know, endure whatever pain and that goes with it, the flopping that goes with it, so you can learn from that, so you can actually entertain somebody the next time, whether that's to make them cry because you um, sing so well, so dramatically, or to make them laugh because you're great at comedy, or to make them cheer because you hit a baseball really far. You have to endure all sorts of, you know, both physical and psychological agony that and it, and and just doing it for dollars just doesn't work
0: there is um always these stories especially lately especially in light of the pandemic and the difficult things that a lot of kids went through but there's always these stories about children having a tough time with anxiety with depression with drug use with self-confidence by um by starting a book and making your theme of the book shut up your kid is not that great is there a part of you that is risking getting parents not to be as supportive or encouraging of their children as they should be. I'm sure this is a criticism you've heard before.
1: Oh, sure. I mean, it's something I thought about. Like, this is a harsh title, right? And if you don't know my sense of humor and if you don't know how snarky I can be, it's not for you. All right. I, I understand that. But I say it and I wrote it this way having watched this behavior for years and years and years and years and and experiencing it up close and dealing with it myself. Right. And this is not me telling you, don't go out and cheer for your kids, but don't set them up, you know, for, you know, some kind of unrealistic Mm. expectation and don't set yourself up for some kind of unrealistic, realistic expectation where you're the one who's disappointed because they didn't happen to perform. I mean, I, you know, there's this one guy I ran into and is, you know, yeah. You know, sadly he ended up, he was a really good athlete, really good football player in high school. He's like 5'10", 5'11", right, at the time. And, you know, he, he ended up playing really well. He ended up, you know, being an alcoholic later in life. And one of the things was his dad, every time they started talking, His dad talked about his disappointment. It's like, yeah, if you'd just been four inches taller, you'd have been in the NFL. (laughs) If you'd just been this, if you'd just been that. Well, you're pretty damn good on your own. Like, you're pretty damn smart for whatever. And because the football thing didn't work out, so what? Love your kids, support them, push them, you know, push them to do things, okay? Get them out there and make them be active. I mean, I pushed my kids to be Boy Scouts, okay, and they became Eagle Scouts. And, you know, they would probably tell you I was a bit of a pain about about getting them do, to do that. But they didn't become Eagle Scouts because I wanted to, to become an Eagle Scout. They became Eagle Scouts because I thought it was useful for them, okay, because I thought it was a good act because they stuck with it and because they liked it enough that they wanted to keep going because of all the other activities. And they did other sports or they did physics in high school because they liked it. And that, that's what you want to do. Inspire your kids to find something that they're truly passionate about and support them to do that.
0: If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... obviously the every every page of this is just uh, dripped in in humor for instance uh, shut up your kids not going to be the next kid rock the closest your kid will come to being a, like chris rock is getting slapped in the face for making a joke about the prom queens bald head it's very funny do do you risk Using too much humor, so much so that it undercuts the sort of serious points that you're trying to make about parenting with this book.
1: Well, since I'm not a PhD, okay, and this is not written <laughs> as it from an academic standpoint, despite whatever that the, the despite whatever the the written introduction was, I'm, I am not a PhD, okay, and because I'm not doing an academic work, um, I'm not really worried about that. Okay, Um, and if it does, then it does, and if it doesn't, then you got the joke, and, you know, hopefully at the end of this whole thing, people come away, you know, a little wiser and a little more experienced and a little bit more understanding of, hey, you know, maybe I just need to let my kid be a kid and really be supportive and not be you know, yelling and screaming all the time at the umpires or the coaches or this and that, not doing things that embarrass them, and not trying to live vicariously through them. Mm. And if you if you come away with that simple notion, then I think the book has had some use. And if you just read it and you, you hate it, well, you're not the first person to hate what I write. You know, I've, I've lived through that over 40 years as a, as a journalist.
0: We will have to end it there. Jason Cole, not a Ph.D., but the author of Shut Up, Your Kid is Not That Great. Uh, Thanks for taking the time. Uh, Congratulations on the book. Good luck.
1: Thank you very much. It was thoughtful.
0: Thank you. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, give me a call. 1-800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of midnight. Midnight.